Hi everyone and welcome to Intent. This week, uh, myself and Steve, we had a, a nice rambly conversation about discipleship in general, but more than that, it was mostly about the weather and how absolutely screaming hot it's been and uh, who had the best fans and best approach. Uh, we thought about how that may uh, impact on how we live our lives, uh, what that has to do with climate change, discipleship, uh, church life, how we try and follow Jesus and, and all of that jazz. Uh, but that's kind of where we're heading today Uh, if you want to join the chat as ever you can get online on twitter at intent talk or you can ping me a message to jim at ballonbaptist.co.uk if you've got any top tips or please let us know if you manage to actually get a towel in your freezer i will applaud you forevermore if you have that much room in your freezer i certainly don't um but yeah that's about it so for now here's the chat So yeah, it's been yeah. I cope with it, okay. Yeah. What have you got? Any uh, tips and tricks for staying cool in the middle of the night and actually getting a good night's sleep? Oh no. <laughs> we we even early days, even before this sort of thing, we've always tried to certainly in our bedroom. We've we've gone for having a ceiling fan, which oh, it's like a it's just the best thing in the world. <laughs> oh my word. I I don't think I would ever. I think we've we've done it for we've had one for years now, and I think I would I just would not be in a bedroom without one. They're just so fantastic for kind of just taking the edge off in the middle of uh, in the middle of the summer. Um, yeah, that that's worked really well. Um, and then Lisa invested in a I don't know what you call it really. It's it's like a fan, but it's one of these ones where you can load the back up with water and ice, and then it kind of blows the cool air around the room, which seems to have uh, Seems to have done the trick, and then we we just take it on what we've learnt from your good good wife of you know I think I think British people generally over the years think that the answer when you get hot weather is to throw the windows open and <laughs> um and I think we're learning more about actually when it's really hot close all the curtains close all the windows keep the heat out and yeah that seems to do the trick as well yeah yeah definitely I think when it when it gets to this temperature you just as a, as a country we don't really know what we're doing all we've got is open a window that's the only kind of thing we got going for us um and yeah like you say when you when you have people like sarah's australian and that and who just know what they're doing like block it all out just shut up shop kind of thing and i, I suppose like with that comes i don't know a certain sense of oh i don't know whatever whether you're kind of trying to bat the world out or anything else like that like it's it's quite a I don't know, you can get into a bit of a bunker mentality, can't you? You kind of like just shut the world out, shut shut the heat out, shut the light out, like kind of you kind of just, just hunker down and whatever. Um, yeah, it's not been not been the best week for us with it because um, Sarah's gone back to work uh, this week. Uh, she's a primary school teacher and back into it um, after maternity leave with Dane. And so like my mum and dad have been staying up with us and they've had the kids, but they, so like Ada and Dane have been at home with their grandparents. So they get on, we're fine. Um, but like, it's, I, it's, I don't know, you, you want to have some options with, with small children and be able to get out and maybe go to the park and whatever. And to have all of those kind of taken off the table. Um, I think it's been fine. They've been, been okay, but it's, it's, it's been a bit of a bind, a bit of a trial and that, but, um, 
yeah i i don't know it's it's one of those times where you kind of you're aware of like how how unprepared you are for things um to some oh, extent yeah. like even though we had we had like a hot spell like the other day a few weeks ago but like this one's really kicked in and in some ways we we were really fortunate that there was that hot bit um i don't know when it was a month or two ago and like we bought we bought another fan we 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 very rarely we we very rarely do this, which is actually do something in good time. Um, <laughs> because you, like literally, it took us. Oh, I may have taken us four or five years to buy an actual fan at home, because by the time we realised you could do with a fan at home, we, you're always like, well, it's only going to be for a day or two, and then you won't need it. So, particularly like yeah, when you I don't know I don't know what your place is like, but like anything that clutters up the place we just seem to collect it so the fact that you you wouldn't have something that you need to then store for 11 and a half months of the year um we're just like oh we can do without it we'll just get through it we'll get through it but yeah so we we eventually got fan and then with the hottest weather a while back we we thought oh we've got another fan we'll get another fan which we did um because actually whenever it was we we thought about getting another one but you know when it gets mega hot and then you think i'll buy a fan so you go online and no one has any fans because everybody's bought all the fans um and so there's that and then you get to the point of like where the kind of panic sets in of kind of like you're trying to do something you're trying to make yourself cool you're trying to like cool your house down and everything else but like that kind of that kind of panic and anxiety doesn't make you make smart choices or anything. So you start like pinning all your helps on, oh, I don't know, like all your little um, methods, like getting a towel and making it wet and put it in the freezer. Who the heck has got room in their freezer for a towel? Like I, I didn't even have room in the freezer putting a ice cream in it. You know, it's just like who, who, who has this time and this space in that time? I mean, who has this space in their freezer to suddenly be able to lob a massive towel in there? No, no chance. Absolutely what no chance. What are you supposed to do with it? Lay on, lay, have it as a cover. Oh, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. I, yeah, you kind of you you get it wet, then you freeze it, and then you just kind of drape it around. I I, I don't know. I presume. I presume. Lisa, Lisa said one she came across was you put you put your socks in the freezer, and then you wear socks when you go to bed. They've been in the freezer. We haven't even got room for socks in the freezer, I don't think. (laughs) So, yes, you're trying to work out all of that as well as like as as it starts to hit, you know, and they're like as as we kind of led into Monday and Sunday being a bit warm anyway. And then you get a bit hot and bothered and everything else, because ideally what we should have done is move all of the beds downstairs, um, because like downstairs is like not that it's not as lovely, but it's just so much cooler than upstairs. You think, oh, we should be sleeping down here. But by the point you think of that, it's so flipping hot. Like, there's no way you're going to, like, put all that time and energy into moving all your, your beds downstairs, lugging them down. I'd just be sweating and swearing and um, all of that. Be absolutely miserable. But, like, I just kind of think, like, how often in life I'm like that? Like, I don't I don't make use of, like, that calm period. You know, that old thing of, like, the best time to fix your house is not as the storm hits kind of thing. And... Um, I just think I'd do that in life all the time. Like I don't, I don't think about what's coming up or like, I don't think about where there's calm. I just kind of, I use the calm points to sit on the sofa and watch Netflix rather than, or just go on my phone rather than to actually think, well, what what are the things that I could be doing or investing in or whatever? Not necessarily financially, but you know what I mean? Like the things that you kind of like, what, what are the jobs that you could be doing? Um, in your kind of your own life or well-being or family health or whatever that you could do something about i don't know if that resonates but like certainly this week i've just been thinking like yeah i wonder what 
what I should be doing with the calm times at the moment rather than just waiting for the next crisis and then you just firefight and yeah, as we've seen with the fires literally this week it's kind of like it's firefighting is not the preferred option you know you want to stop it getting to that point if you can but I don't know if that resonates with you this week oh it, yeah completely I think it's um I find it one of the hardest things to do I mean in, in the sort of work that we we both do there are a couple of times in the year I find that that in certainly where my work is nowadays, but that just have a slower pace to them. Generally during the kind of August period and um, in, in some ways, although this is going to sound completely wrong, in some ways in terms of my work with LICC around, I guess things go quiet around the Christmas period as well. But certainly around that summertime, I find it quite hard in, in when you're in your work to kind of slip into a... Um, kind of like you say, to make the most of that slower period, to know what to go at and whatever. And it's almost like you need the, like I think we all constantly, and again, the nature, we all constantly work better to a deadline. Something's coming up. You've got to get something done because there's an event happening or a particular thing. Speak for yourself, mate. Stuff- Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's it's true. And it's like, it's funny, isn't it? Because there's that sort of concept within discipleship of, like, I don't know. I, I, yeah, you're making me think about this now because I think there's a concept within discipleship that talks about, I'm saying this, I said that like a, like I know what I'm about to say and I think, no. I'm yeah, go with it, go with it. But there's like a concept of almost, I think where I remember it from is is from Psalm 23, which is the, that, you know, the, um, sort of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it talks about kind of how the shepherd but also I think it's about how we can goes that kind of goes ahead and prepares the way as it were. And the idea of, as it were digging, digging wells that will refresh you like digging them now so that when you, when you need them, they're ready to kind of refresh you. They're, they're filled up as it were. And I, I like the thought of it. So the way I hear that is I think, okay, I think what that means is that, in, in the moments when I can, when I'm not in crisis, when I'm not, when life's fairly straightforward, I'm, I'm investing in my relationship with God. I'm investing in getting to know him better and whatever it is. Because when that when I'm really going to need that is when the pressure's on or when, um, like you say, when a, when a kind of a rogue wave hits, as they say, or when certain weather comes along, think, am I prepared for it? Because often in those moments... It's, it's, it's frightening almost how quickly my faith comes apart if I'm not careful. And I think, well, and it's interesting how often Jesus says to his disciples when, and often the, the, the analogy, well, the situation they find themselves in is some form of storm and they're panicking, which completely natural to do. And he always asks them the same question. He always says, well, well, where's your faith? Not in a, I don't think it's in a kind of an accusatory way. It's almost like, hey, guys, now, Now's the time to put it into practice. Now's the mm-hmm. time to kind of bring it, you know, to bring it and use it. Um, these are the moments sort of thing. Um, so I think there is that kind of, like you say, that preparedness is, yeah. But when I take my foot off the pedal, I tend to get, like you say, maybe I tend to go into Netflix mode or whatever you want to call it, where you just kind of, <laughs> well, that's the not, thing. I'm not investing in it anything useful no that's the thing because like i suppose our rhythms are so as a society they're so like full-on like everything is directed towards like productivity and 
um, getting things done and achieving more and all of that, um, that when there's a tiniest little bit of a window of opportunity, you just kind of like, you just collapse a little bit, you know, just like a little little balloon that's just kind of gone all the way around the room and just gone splat on the floor. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't, I, I suppose like within, within, I don't know, within the Christian journey, is that kind of, I suppose, the sense of Sabbath and whatever, like that's some sort of um, antidote, I suppose, to that. And um, it, it kind of helps you, maybe within Sabbath is a potential to help you see things a little bit different, to help you actually look on things. Because although a Sabbath is a not doing, um doesn't necessarily mean you kind of shut your, shut your eyes off or whatever. And maybe like it's that kind of having that time to almost takes not necessarily take stock but you know just to 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 observe almost to observe life mm -hmm. uh, i'm a big fan of like people watching you know just like going sit in a coffee shop and whatever and just sit watching the world go by um and kind of um if i'm honest just judging people on their choice of clothing or choice of coffee <laughs> or making up stories about where they're going or what they're doing or wondering <laughs> about people or seeing someone you know walk past and wondering we should bang on the glass or not um and so yeah, whether there's a chance within life to have a rhythm where you are able to see things a little bit more clearly. Um, what's it, that, that verse in, what's it, Ecclesiastes? Um, I think it's like somewhere 11, um, which kind of says like whoever looks to the, look, was it, whoever looks to the clouds will not, will not plant and whoever looks to the, or whatever it is winds is to do with weather it's basically kind of whoever look is looking at the weather won't won't plant and whoever's like dictated by what's going on around them in the moment won't reap either um and that kind of i don't know that it feels like you, you talk about like christian discipleship this idea of trying to follow jesus trying like believing that following the path of jesus is is the one that brings us life in all its fullness that uh, there seems to be a lot of conversation at the moment around trying to do that just being deliberate in that and I think the the kind of deliberate nature of trying to live a particular way, like there's so many other things that would that would easily steer us in a particular path, whether that's to kind of over busyness and overwork and um, yeah, the kind of relentless pursuit of almost relentless pursuit of happiness, I suppose, um, when rather kind of taking the time to to kind of just reflect to see your life as it is. But I mean, I'm just a sucker for fulfilling it with noise you know I've, i felt it this week i was saying um sarah's gone back to work so like uh a a sarah's gone back to work and b like ada's not at nursery uh over the summer and it's meant that i can walk into work which which i love to do i love to do it and i love to have that space i mean i love to cycle in with ada on the back of the bike that's hilarious for other reasons but like i like to have the space to just kind of listen to a podcast and listen to a bit of music or whatever and and kind of i don't know to to that's that's how I like to either take in information or just kind of be or whatever. But I felt it this week, even though I've been really looking forward to this week and having that space. There, there's been a couple of ways, a couple of kind of walks in and one walk home where I've just I've just wanted nothing. I just didn't want any noise. Like just I feel like I was just kind of just overcrowding my head. You know, you're just overcrowding what you're what you're listening. Like every part of your life, so it becomes so full of like, oh, let's just do this and squeeze this in and. And whatever um and so yeah just i think i think there's part of me that's kind of yearning for that as well that, that wants that space because like i say like when when there is a bit of downtime you just you fill it with something or some bit of content or whatever that you're supposed to have caught up on you know, or whatever rather than 
giving meaningful space to kind of say, Lord, kind of where, where are there cracks in the house kind of thing? Where can you be, where can you be working? Do you think, yeah, it make me wonder whether we, like you make, it's making me think of, you know, people talk about whether it's, again, these sort of practices to help us with this, like you say about Sabbath. And I've heard people say that, you know, with Sabbath, it's not just, you know, it's a concept or as a thing, it's not just a day of the week necessarily, but it's, it's almost like this thing that you can try and build into every day, actually to have a Sabbath moment. Whereas I think the way you, I think if that's how you were just trying to refer to it as a moment to kind of to be deliberate about reflecting upon your day or your work or what you've been up to in a way, it's not just a, like, I think I used to think it was like just a kind of, um, switch off like and, and actually I, I don't know that we find it easy as humans just to switch oh, i don't know i say it. some people do maybe it's a personality <laughs> thing some people do seem to be able to switch off but i was thinking as well about you know because i've been thinking about this recently anyway it's about the, this this idea of the rule of life which are or having a rule of life which again is my understanding of that is trying to trying to deliberately build a rhythm to what you do so that you you're making what's what would you uh you make a bit more of a plan for it in some ways yeah um because i think you have to sort of work at those down times in some ways because when they, if they just come and you haven't prepared for them in the same way if they they just arrive and and you haven't thought about what you're going to do with them like you say I, you just fill it with mm. I don't know stuff. I'm I'm somebody. I like to have something to do. So I yeah. I think we touched on that last week. You know that yeah. You say you you don't like the day off that's not got something in it or whatever. Um, well, definitely. But yeah, I suppose like therefore as as we who are trying to live live lives of kind of I don't know that that are healthy in all all as, all aspects of life. They kind of have this kind of wholeness to them or whatever. Um, I, how how do you identify those? things and i suppose it's maybe it's like a building because the problem is when you start looking at stuff then you see more and more and more like i work i work during the day within the church building and part of that work is um it's as an eye on some sort of uh, developing those buildings like how they're used and, and everything else that's part of it but also within that is noticing where they're like um, deficient and where there are problems or whatever. I'm sat in a room right now looking at the ceiling and there's a little old patch of damp and a um, bit of <laughs> like lining paper peeling off and whatever. And it's kind of like the more, when you actually start looking at it, um, like the more problems you see. And I think like that you could you could easily walk into every room in our buildings and find five different jobs which are fairly I don't know, expensive to deal with. And I think, I think in me, even just having this conversation, I, I can feel that nervousness. If I, if I ask that question of kind of where needs a bit of work in my life or where could there be a bit more health brought into it? My little brain just goes, ah, like it's probably everywhere. It's probably absolutely everywhere that you kind of like, when you start picking, you suddenly realize like, oh, there's that. And there's that. And it's my relationship with Sarah. And it's my relationship with my children. And it's how I work and it's how I think about others. And it's how I interact with people in the street and how I manage my time and how I manage my money, you know, just every single part of life. Like it's kind of like, it could, it, I don't know. I can see myself getting really overwhelmed quite quickly in trying to think that out however like i think there could be real benefit in trying to be deliberate about working on those things and like you say having some sort of 
oh, I don't know, just mechanism for thinking about it in a way which means you don't just pull on one thread and you get this avalanche of stuff that means you can't ever deal with it. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've, if you, if you ever had those arguments, or oh, I say arguments, conversations with people where like you, um, where you talk about things and then a whole bunch of other stuff comes out of the woodwork as well. This is not, this is not with Sarah. This is in, in other circumstances. Let's just say that, um, that, that you, that the argument then draws in everything that's wrong in, in a whole situation. You know, I don't know if you've had a, had a conversation with colleagues like that or whatever, where it's, you start on one thing and then it, goes on something else and something else and something else and it's very hard to pick the thing to actually like do something about or to work on or whatever and that can happen in relationships it can happen in uh, for individuals and how they live their lives and stuff and it's like well what what does how how do we do anything with that it's it's quite interesting because you you use the illustration of house and rooms and stuff and, and that's true of that too you know if you've you know, it's like with the, with the room, sometimes you think, oh, we could do with doing a bit of work on this room. And like you say, when you start looking at it in that way, or when you start to actually move things around or, um, you know, get ready to decorate it or whatever you're going to do to to sort of, um, um, you know, refresh it or whatever, it's often then that you, you discover stuff you didn't see. It wasn't there. It's like... <laughs> why did we move the jolly sofa? Now we know that that problem's there or that problem's there or whatever. And in some ways, you, I suppose you could go, well, they, it's not easy just to leave it all alone and then we just we can ignore it. Like we can just pretend it's not there or whatever. And, but I think now and then there's a sense in which there's now and then you you do need to kind of give it a makeover. You do need to kind of go, okay, I need, I need a bit more of a makeover in this area of, of life or whatever. And yeah, sometimes, yeah. You, sometimes you've got to go for it a bit, haven't you? You've got to go for it and think, and, and, you, and sometimes I think in, in relationships or whatever, that's, it, it's either that you've got to ask the question or you've got to, mm. you've got to say to a friend, actually, I want to try and work this through, whatever it might be. Mm. Um, but it, but actually is, although you might think at the, in the, I've done that. So, I mean, definitely in terms of decorating a house. And I think the analogy carries that you kind of go, oh man, why did I ever start this? Because it's so much more work than I thought it was going to be. But then by the time you've worked it all the way through and you put in the hard yards with it, you kind of look back and go, you know, that was worth it. I, you know, we've created mm. a nice space or whatever, and we've moved on. And it's probably a similar kind of thing with that in some ways. Hmm. It, it's, it really triggers like thinking about, I don't know, the influences that you have in life as well. Say, I don't know, thinking about, I don't know, within a life of faith, within trying to, trying to be a disciple, trying to follow the way of Jesus. Um, whatever John Mark Comer's thing of, what is it? Being with Jesus, become like Jesus, do the things Jesus did, whatever. And kind of like the, for most of, for most people, the map we have of how we do that is given to us by other other christians um for some some who grew up in christian households or have um those who have trying to follow jesus in their in their wider family or whatever like you, you get cues from them in terms of how they do it and i suppose i suppose that i like the house analogy in some senses because i'm not my my one of my grandfathers was a um he was a methodist minister um and a, and a chaplain in the army, but I'm not trying to build 
my grandparents' house. You know, like you you can be like if you push that. Let's put let's push this analogy far too far, but <laughs> but like if if you're trying to make your own living space, then your goal is not to make your parents' house or your parents' flat or your your grandparents' place and where they lived and everything else. Your your goal is not to make that. However, the way in which they use space or the way in which they um I don't know, prioritize stuff within home life may affect the choices that you make, but you need to discover that for yourself. And I think quite often in, 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 in faith life, you can, you can, we don't take responsibility for then shaping faith within our own experiences and life and spiritual gifts and heart and that kind of thing. It's, it's too easy to kind of just, you just listen to somebody else and kind of go, okay, so that's the way we're supposed to do it rather than, like to kind of wrestle with it yourself and work out what you want to do. And yes, maybe there might be a piece of like older furniture from your parents or grandparents house that you want to accommodate within what you're building. Um, but you, you need to come to that on your own. And I think, um, I don't know, I don't, maybe you're from similar, I don't know, generation or something, but like, there's a thing of having like it's it's I don't, if it's moving on but the thing of having like a best room or whatever like a kind of front room which is it's set for visitors or whatever you have your front room like because i mean growing up we had a front room but we very rarely used it as a family you know like you did a bit but we spent most of our time in the in the kitchen and um and around the dining table and that um and it's kind of like well have we created our faith as just like a best room in the house? So we kind of keep, you keep all the plastic um, coverings on all the chairs and you make it all nice and you step into it on a Sunday or whenever you do your kind of little quiet time or whatever. And then the rest of the house is, is, is different and nothing like it. And in some ways, like has more life than that room sometime and you don't really allow it to impact it or whatever. But I've, I've definitely pushed this analogy a bit too far, but do you know what I mean? That there maybe is something to be learned in terms of how we how we shape and furnish and dress and decorate and develop um, our lives of faith, which needs to encom- encompass every room in the building. And we need to take some responsibility in that and be creative in that. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, no, I don't think, I don't think it pushes the analogy too far at all in some ways. I think it's... Um, yeah, my tra- my train of thought went went down the path of what you're saying about you know what you what you kind of notice about how your parents or your grandparents do these things. I was listening to something yesterday that was saying, um, and it's interesting because it's they're talking about people today who would be, I suppose, in their twenties up to maybe early thirties, and they were saying that you know they've watched their parents. I mean, this this is very broad brushstroke. They've watched their parents maybe try and go at life without faith, because so many of their parents' generation will have will have walked away from if the, if they were ever part of church, they've walked away from it. It's not something that's for them. But they but they what they are saying is that that generation will remember that their grandparents maybe had connected with faith in some ways. They maybe their grandparents were of a generation where that was more of a practice in their lives. Yeah, and there's they're saying that that sort of age group are are very open to it and, and very open to kind of going, oh, so you could, you know, if you like using the analogy, oh, my, yeah, my grandparents kind of went at the, at building the house of life 
using faith and they prayed and they and they said that during lockdown the interesting thing, i didn't realize this when tier fund did did their bit of research about the fact that so many people seem to be praying during lockdown the element of that i didn't appreciate was that the the greater percentage of those who were praying were it those in their 20 that were in their in their 20s that, that it was that younger generation who were who were sort of searching for something in some ways I think that I think the challenge. I mean, we've gone off. This is going off on a bit of a different subject in some ways, mm-hmm. but I think the challenge for that generation today is, um, yeah. I mean, I think who, who are they looking to to know how to kind of build life, and who are they kind of who are their role models? Because um, I think I think they want something. They're looking for something, but maybe maybe like you, maybe maybe the the decoration that their grandparents would have would have chosen or the way they'd have done things just isn't theirs. And they're, they're looking for something. They're kind of trying to find something. And I think as we, as we got, you know, cause this is about, you know, as we try and think about, I was only thinking this cause I was out, I was just listening to it on a podcast last night. I was thinking, Oh man, what, why would anybody connect with a church today? What, what are we doing as a community of people that really going to, make people want to be a part of this radical community who are trying to build life in a different kind of way. And, yeah. Yeah. and do we challenge each other um, as Christian? You know, Cause we could, we, it's very easy to, to have the habit of kind of going, going along with your church community, but not letting it change it. Do we kind of really help each other to build this into life every day? And so mm. Mm. Yeah. It makes me think you, you made a comment earlier about kind of, um, Oh, I can't remember the phrase you use, but kind of just rethinking the way that you live or um, some sort of element of like transforming the the way that we are. And it's almost like, well, this should be, this should really be happening ongoingly as you try and follow a life of faith and whatever. And uh, it's not that we're all trying to find some kind of level and um, constant way of being that we'll just do that for the rest of our lives you know that it's not like if we get like you talk about rule of life or whatever just get that lined up and then we just keep on trucking for however many years we got left um, and, I, and I wonder for like I suppose the question I have for myself all the time is kind of like well what when was the last time you changed your mind about anything when was the last time that you actually you changed some of your practices and your habits when was the last time that you um, formed a you you allowed your opinion to be shaped by the perspective of somebody else because I think all of us would say that we don't have it all together. All of us would say that we haven't got the perfect life or anything else, and therefore there's always room to to grow and to progress and develop and that kind of thing. But but so often we fail to do it. You know, we just we're just happy plodding along. We we appreciate that we haven't got everything perfect, but then like you say, that it's a confronting question to kind of be like, well. well when was the last time you did change your thought or change your mind or change your view on what was, what was acceptable? Um, yeah. You know, like I think, I think the Christian faith should be one of a, a journey of discovery. It should be a, a one of exploring and understanding and growth and uh, change and transfer. It should be tra- life transformation. And that that's not an instant. What well, is instant, but it also goes on for a long, long period. And when you stop transforming, Oh, do you, do you stop being a Christian at that point? Gosh, that's a yeah. I think if nothing else, if you stop, if you stop transforming, if it stops, kind of, yeah, if then maybe, maybe, uh, just maybe it just leads to a halt. If 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 nothing else, not necessarily stopping being a Christian, but maybe it just 
it does that and you, again it makes me think gosh how how true it is that i think one of the things that i feel like i'm wanting to try and discover or rediscover or is thinking up you got you, you can't do it on your own you just can't no. do it on your own you've got to you've got to be you've got to be in a with a group of people a community of people who all are trying to do the same thing so that you can really encourage each other in what you're trying to do you know um yeah 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 well i suppose it's like what people are looking for in all kinds of ways and you think about i don't know even like social media and um how where people go to for 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 influence and ideas and different perspectives and to be shaped and whatever that it's almost like the old i don't know it makes me think of old painters and artists and stuff that would go and study and be an apprentice with somebody else to learn how they do stuff in order to pick one or two things to take away with them in the same way that oh i don't know if you've got a little project at home or something you might look on pinterest or whatever to kind of see what other stuff is out there to kind of be inspired by others and i think that's what church and communal life can offer it should should be able to offer us a whole host of different ways of trying to pursue god and pursue faith and it should be this kind of melting pot of creatives who are trying to um trying to find a way to develop that and i like oh, yeah. that yeah and i love that and i think it should be exactly that and i think but it's got to be a combination you can't mm. it's got to you've you've got to want to like with any apprenticeship you've got to want to learn you've got to be mm. somebody who's i think what bothers me so much of the time i see it in myself sometimes and I, but i look at i notice it within a church with a church community you think some people just they have they don't look as so they have any desire really to live it or grow in it or whatever and i think when you've got when you get when you get that within you when you get a desire to grow and 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 change or whatever or live it you yeah then you are you want other you want somebody who's kind of say hey try this or do this or get involved yeah. with this whatever yeah yeah make, yeah it's difference makes yeah i mean you... bringing it bringing it full circle maybe there's there's something going back to like the heat and everything else that you may have learned how to deal with the weather when it gets to i don't know 26 28 degrees you open the windows but beyond that when you get up to 40 you need a whole new way of being in kind of like post-pandemic kind of world the world's changed it's shifted it's changed like immeasurably there's been a whole kind of paradigm shift and maybe maybe there's other people that we need to listen to or there's different perspectives to take on maybe even listening to the blessed australians about <laughs> about how you <laughs> keep your house cool or whatever but maybe we need to do that in church life you know maybe in christian christianity you need a kind of yard sale and be like right okay we're not equipped for this who else has got ideas I like, you know, that's, a, that's, I mean, gosh, that almost launches a whole other podcast conversation because you think you just said something there that I've, I've not, I've not thought that as a parallel where, you know, anybody talking about the last couple of days and, and people on the news talking about climate change will say, you know, we've been saying for years, you, you've got to do things differently. You've got to change. Da, da, da. And, and, and if we don't, then by the, this year, then this will happen or whatever. And you think, gosh, that's exactly the same within the church. They've been saying, the church has got to re-look re at itself. It's got to almost, if you to use your analogy of the house, it's got to, it's got to do some house management. It's got to look at the house and go, you know, it's not fit for purpose. We've got to really, really think about what it means to be the kind of church today. And if we don't, then we're going to be extinct by the year, you know, twenty fifty or whatever. And and yet, it's so easy to walk away and not not change anything. And it'd be really interesting to see the parallels that are there to think. So what? Because the reality is when you hear something and you say, you know, we're not listening about climate change. I often inside think, 
Well, no, we are. A lot of things are changing when it comes. To, I mean, we we don't we don't have like you think there are people of our grandparents' generation who would say you don't get the smog that you used to get in London. You know that which we're seeing change over to electric vehicles happening at a faster and faster pace. Things are changing. They're just not changing maybe as quickly as as needed, but mm. people's practices are changing. Mm. And I think, I wonder what the parallel is in terms of thinking about looking at, yeah, what does it mean? What does, how does God need us to be as a group of people today as his church? You know, mm. Yeah, you're right though that's a whole nother conversation whole other Sorry, I'm, I'm much whole too other hot thing. i'm much too hot and today <laughs> today is a day for recovering <laughs> go, put your, go put your socks in the freezer and put the uh, socks in the freezer find a towel clean out the fr- I'm, I'm just gonna go to eat that ice cream i think right, that's all. <laughs> eat the ice cream out of the freezer to be fair i think ada's probably had it by now so uh, <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I wonder if anything ran true with you in terms of in your home and whether you have any heirlooms from an older generation or other. Maybe it's a piece of furniture or even just a little figurine that reminds you of uh, another place and another time and another property uh, at some point in your life. Or whether you're a bit like me and sometimes you open your mouth and your parents' voice jumps out of it. Uh, It's generally terrifying to to feel how how much I am turning to my parents these days. But that's, that's a whole of a podcast a whole of a conversation as ever you can join in that conversation or at least this one uh, at intent talk on twitter or you can ping a message to jim at balanbaptist.co.uk how do you see the church being prepared for a, for a seismic shift in in who it is um, i'm not sure i'm quite ready but uh, it will be an adventure however it goes anyway uh, you can find out more about our balan baptist church community through our youtube channel or you can find us on instagram at ballon baptist we'll see you next time <laughs>